This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Hurricane recovery, canceling flights and trying to reset systems to get back on track. ABC's Alex Stone. Senate passage of the trillion-dollar infrastructure bill may take longer than expected. I hope we can use our time in the Senate efficiently. The longer it takes to finish this bill, the longer we'll be here. Majority Leader Charles Schumer. The Senate is going to stay here until we finish our work. I've told my members to keep their schedules flexible, as we may need to work through the weekends to get the job done. In Tennessee, the human rights campaign brought a second legal challenge aimed at overturning the bathroom bill that restricts school bathroom use by transgender individuals. This is ABC News. Hey, some big news. Eric Bowling is back on Newsmax every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Watch Eric Bowling on The Balance, fighting against big media, woke politics, and cancel culture. This week, Eric is exposing Joe Biden's inflation and how it can kill your money and retirement. Find Newsmax on all major cable systems, Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Samsung, and more. Or download the free Newsmax app on your phone. Watch Eric Bowling today on Newsmax. Because it's real news for real people. Legends of Nashville. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Nashville legend herself, Trisha Yearwood, wants to get another icon on her Food Network show, Linda Ronstadt. It is going to happen. I'm going to get her in my house, in my kitchen. I'm going to cook for her. Like, to say she's my friend, it's really weird, but it's so wonderful. Legends of Nashville, presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts. Parts, better prices every day. The latest reason to get a yearly flu shot, it might not just help you fight off the flu, but it could also help you get through COVID with less difficulty. A study published in the scientific journal Plus One found that people who got the flu vaccine were less likely to get severely sick if they were later diagnosed with COVID-19. The study back in January found those that had gotten the flu vaccine had lower rates of ICU and ER admittance from COVID. Importantly, though, they did not find the risk of death was reduced. The research doesn't mean the flu vaccine protects against COVID, and researchers say more study is needed to understand why there's a correlation. Mark Remillard, ABC News. Barbara Streisand is putting out a collection of rarities, including a never-released 1979 duet with Kermit the Frost. Rainbow Connection was intended for Streisand's wet album. The album of rarities, entitled Release Me Too, is out Friday. I'm Tom Rivers, ABC News. This is WNBS First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 53 degrees at 6.04. Again, may run into some issues with fog today. Otherwise, partly sunny and a high near 80. An investigation into Governor Andrew Cuomo has found that the Democrats sexually harassed multiple current and former state government employees. State Attorney General Letitia James announcing the findings yesterday. 
The in- investigation conducted by two outside lawyers found that the Cuomo administration was a hostile work environment rife with fear and intimidation. Cuomo faced many allegations last winter that he inappropriately touched and sexually harassed women who worked for him or whom he met at public events. Cuomo remained defiant yesterday following the findings, saying, quote, the facts are much different than what has been portrayed. President Joe Biden even calling for the president's resignation. Just over a year ago, the governor was widely praised, even revered for his telegenic response to the coronavirus pandemic. But those allegations of sexual assault and harassment sent the Democrat tumbling into a month-long fall from a grace, reaching the peak yesterday with the release of that report substantiating the allegations from 11 women. The probe overseen by the state attorney general found Cuomo sexually harassed those women, many of whom formerly or currently worked for him. Cuomo still denying those allegations again in spite of calls from his own party as well as Republicans to step down. The Democrat maintains he isn't going anywhere, but his political future might soon be out of his hands. The Assembly is expected to take up the issue of impeachment in the next several days. Unlike federal impeachment proceedings where then-President Donald Trump continued to hold power in the White House during the impeachments, New York law requires the governor's power to be transferred to the lieutenant governor. Kathy Hochul has said she believes the women who accused the governor and awaits the assembly's next move. Some of Governor Cuomo's biggest allies, even outside of New York State, are joining the almost universal calls for the Democrat to step aside. A joint statement from Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont, and Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, all fellow Democrats who all worked with Cuomo in a Northeast coalition aimed at stopping the spread of the coronavirus last year, applauded the findings of the independent investigation into allegations of sexual harassment and misconduct by the New York Attorney General and says, quote, Governor Cuomo should resign from office. Cuomo, in the early days of the pandemic, called for a coalition of those states surrounding New York to adopt similar protocols and restrictions to avoid people crossing into neighboring states, spreading COVID-19 while trying to avoid stricter rules at home. WMBF First News Time, 607. 438 performance organizations across New York State are getting 773 grants through the Restart NY Rapid Live Performance Grants Program. While a huge majority of the projects and the 31-page list are downstate, a few southern-tier organizations are getting state money, including Tri-Cities Opera, the Goodwill Theater, and the Shenango River Theater. Other recipients in the southern tier are a couple programs at the Cayuga Chamber Orchestra and Center for the Arts in Ithaca, two performance at the Earlville Opera House in Shenango County, two projects at the Foundation for the Open Eye in Delaware County, and the summer season of the Franklin Stock Company at Chapel Hall. Productions at the Kitchen Theater Company, concerts at the New York Theater Workshop, and Opera Ithaca all in Tompkins County. Grants are for either $5,000 or $10,000 each. The program has been developed by the New York State Council on the Arts and supports the return of live performances following the total shutdown of programs during the start of the COVID-19 pandemic last year. State officials say at least 60% of each grant award will be providing for compensation for artistic and or creative professionals. There could be another dog park coming 
This one to Otsenango Park in Broome County. And Broome County officials are asking for the canine loving community to step forward to help make it a reality through a nationwide contest. Otsenango North Dog Park is one of 30 community proposals nationwide in the final running for the 2021 Pet Safe Bark for Your Park grant. Ten of the 30 communities with most votes will receive a share of a $150,000 grant from Pet Safe Bark for Your Park. A Pet Safe news release says five communities with the highest votes will receive $25,000 for construction of a new park, and five will be awarded $5,000 for enhancing local parks. The Atsinango North Dog Park is listed in the new park category. Residents can help with the funding for Otsenango North Dog Park by voting once a day, now through August 31st, through the Bark for Your Park website. And we have a link at our website, WMBF.com. It's 6.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And it's the early bird traffic update as we start Wednesday morning. And what we can call to your attention is potential visibility issues in some spots because of patchy, dense fog. Otherwise, we have no reports of traffic issues around our region. Of course, we'll let you know if anything pops up over the next few hours. Right here on News Radio 1290, WNBF forecast from the National Weather Service. Patchy fog for the next few hours. Otherwise, partly sunny today, high 80, mainly clear tonight, low 55. Mostly sunny tomorrow, high 81. Sunny on Friday, high 86. Right now, it's 55 in downtown Binghamton. A few degrees warmer than it was just 24 hours ago, we were starting the day on Tuesday at 50. And again, right now, 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. Good morning, I'm Bob Joseph. Midweek already. And we don't know what's going to happen today, and we have no idea what to expect tomorrow or Friday. The one thing you can depend on is WNBF will be here. We are where news breaks first. We're continuing to watch the latest developments in Albany involving Governor Cuomo after the bombshell report was released by the state attorney general, Tish James. A stunning report. I didn't see it coming. Let's put it this way. Nobody knew at least outside the attorney general's office, and maybe somebody with the governor's office got tipped off. But nobody in journalistic circles knew that the attorney general's report was going to be released on Tuesday. As we had reported earlier in the week, there was an expectation that the investigation would ramp up by the end of the summer. Jimmy Veilkind from the Wall Street Journal had reported, I believe on Monday, that the report could be released by the end of this month. But I don't believe anyone else really was prepared for the report to be released at this stage. And I'm not sure that anybody expected exactly those conclusions from the Attorney General's investigation. Stay tuned. As developments occur, you'll hear about them right here on News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 6:30. Now. Bob Joseph with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. As we take a look at sports on this 
Wednesday morning. First off, good news for Binghamton baseball fans. Rumble Ponies started their seven-game series against Portland at home with a big, big win. Uh, With the uh, summary from the Rumble Ponies website, Binghamton used strong pitching from starter Jose Budo and late offensive outburst en route to a 9-0 victory over the Portland Sea Dogs. In the second inning, the Ponies got a single from Luis Carpio before a walk and a wild pitch moved him into scoring position for a Nick Meyer sacrifice fly. The Ponies started the six with Carlos Cortez reaching on a single and Brett Batty on a walk. Excuse me, Brett Beatty. The next batter, Yoel Romero, hit an RBI double to left, scoring Cortez and an error by Pedro Castellanos allowed Beatty to score from first to make it 3 to nothing. Romero would finish 2-3 and three with two runs scored and an RBI. Anyway, I could go through the whole thing. The bottom line is it was a big win for the Rumble Ponies. So good news, the uh, Rumble Ponies defeating the Sea Dogs last night at the stadium, nine to nothing. Tonight, the teams meet again. First pitch, five thirty-five. It'll be a double header. The uh, teams are going to make up a game that was postponed in June. So, uh, if you like baseball, you'll have uh, a lot of it tonight. Looks like the weather should cooperate. In other sports news. In the Bronx, the Yankees easily defeated the Orioles 13-1. to Meanwhile, in Miami, the Mets lost to um, the Marlins 5-4. to Jets offensive lineman Cameron Clark has a bruised spinal cord and is expected to make a full recovery after he was hospitalized with a neck injury. The team announced Clark's status in a statement and added that he'll remain in a nearby hospital overnight. The team said uh, Clark, who's 23, went down during team drills. He did not appear to be moving before trainers and medical personnel rushed over to check him out. The fourth-round draft pick from last year was taken by ambulance to the hospital for examination. The coach, Robert Sala, immediately called off practice. And that's the latest in sports from News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 618. Coming up in two minutes, we'll be checking in with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. He uh, hopes you're not giving up on efforts to limit screen time for your kids. Business news, Asian stocks are rising as traders mirrored overnight gains on Wall Street during another busy earnings week. The uh, indexes in South Korea and Hong Kong added 1.3% in afternoon trading. Benchmarks in Shanghai and Sydney rose while Tokyo fell. The CDC has issued a new moratorium on evictions that would last until October 3rd. The Biden administration is trying to quell intensifying criticism that it was allowing vulnerable renters to lose their homes during a pandemic. Dow futures down 32 points. NASDAQ futures are up 12 points. Stocks open trade today on Wall Street in just over three hours. We'll have another business update. In less than 30 minutes with a report, Wall Street Now from ABC, WNBF News Time, 6 
Wednesday morning at 620, let's check in with the doctor, sponsored by UHS. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Please tell me you haven't given up on limiting screen time for your kids. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. Technology really helped us pull through the most challenging parts of the pandemic. It allowed us to stay connected with our family and our friends and our coworkers, teachers, doctors, therapists. But if we're being honest, and of course we are, many of us and our children spent far too much time on what some researchers call tech junk food. Those mindless apps that aren't so good for our mental health. So going into the fall, I want to propose an idea I read about the other day. Decide where technology lives in your house and where it sleeps overnight so it doesn't invade all of your downtime. The biggest red flag you or your kids have a tech problem is when your screen time impedes what you're trying to accomplish IRL in real life. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. It's the final days to save up to $1,000 on select Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds and adjustable bases. Plus, special financing ends Monday. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta, weekday mornings on First News Binghamton, sponsored by UHS. WNBF News Time, 623. Governor Cuomo repeatedly sexual, sexually harassed several women, including a New York State trooper, on his protective detail. That's the key finding of an investigation by the Attorney General's office. We'll have the latest information throughout the day here on News Radio 1290. And coming up this morning, a chance for you to react. What are your thoughts as more people, including many elected officials, including a lot of Democrats, are calling on Governor Cuomo to resign? We'll talk about it today on Binghamton Now from 8 to 10 here on News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time 623 coming up traffic and weather together and an entertainment report from ABC. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And on this Wednesday morning, should be a smooth ride wherever you're going. No delays reported to our traffic desk. DOT advises that again today in Kirkwood, the left lane of 81 southbound will be shut down over Gorman Road as a bridge project continues. The weather forecast from the National Weather Service. Some patchy fog this morning for another three hours or so. Otherwise, partly sunny, high 80, mainly clear tonight, low 55. Mostly sunny tomorrow, high 81. And the outlook for Friday, sunny skies, a bit warmer, high 86. 
Right now, it's 55, some patchy fog around the region. At News Radio 1290, WNBF, where news breaks first. And of course, we will keep you posted all day. We've got uh, so much to talk about. Just looking at some of the newspaper headlines today, including a very unusual front page. This morning's Press and Sun Bulletin, which has a very big headline. It says, Cuomo must go. It's not a headline for a news story. It's a headline for an editorial. And according to the people who run Gannett, their editorial team, they say that it's time for uh, Andrew Cuomo to resign. And that is uh, on the front page. Very unusual front page. Talk more about the front pages around New York State coming up here on News Radio 12. First News Binghamton at 628. ABC Entertainment News. Who knows what mad men do what they do? The Suicide Squad, the latest big Hollywood movie to have an in-person premiere. The stars assembling in Los Angeles. The superhero sequel, John Cena, new to the cast, playing the character Peacemaker. And he showed up in costume. Buckle up. But honestly, uh, you, you think the movie moves like a SOB the first 10 minutes, and it doesn't stop. Like, you, you figure they're going to get a chance to catch your breath, but you don't. The Suicide Squad premieres Friday in theaters and on HBO Max. Garth Brooks may be hitting pause on his stadium tour. After upcoming shows in Missouri and Nebraska, his team says he'll stop down for three weeks to reassess things in the face of growing COVID cases across the country. He says it breaks his heart to have to possibly reschedule. New today on Netflix, it's Cooking with Paris. Mm, mm, mm. Wait. I spoke too soon. Ew. Paris new reality cooking show. An actress turned duchess, Meghan Markle, is 40 today. Jason Athens in ABC News, Hollywood. Cooking show that I like is the one with Sandra Lee. Everything could be homemade. It could be, but it's a TV show, so... Watch Sandra Lee. I'd love to see what she has to say today. Maybe we can get her on the line at some point for Binghamton Now. WNBF News Time 6. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 53 degrees at 630. Dense fog, especially in the river valleys. Be aware of that. Otherwise, sunshine today and a high near 80. Asian stocks are rising as traders mirrored overnight gains on Wall Street during another busy earnings week. Both the Kospi in South Korea and the Hang Seng in Hong Kong added 1.3% in afternoon trading. Benchmarks in Shanghai and Sydney rose while Tokyo fell. The senators who spent months stitching together a nearly $1 trillion infrastructure package in the U.S. are now trying to sell it to the American people. A key vote is expected later this week. They could push a long-recognized national priority much closer to the finish line after years of talk. Tokyo 2020 is again the backdrop for a political statement that's been deemed inappropriate by the Olympic organizers. The statement that Bao Zhangju and Zhang Tianxi were trying to make isn't quite clear. On the medals podium, each woman wore
floral lapel pin depicting China's former leader, Mao Zedong. The IOC's Mark Adams. We are in contact with the Chinese Olympic Committee who have assured us that we will receive a full formal answer soon, but they've also assured us already that this will not happen again. Meanwhile, the probe into shot putter Raven Saunders' raised arm gesture during her medal ceremony has been dropped after the IOC learned that her mother died unexpectedly right after Saunders won her silver. Jim Ryan, ABC News at the Summer Olympics in Tokyo. WMBF First News Time 632, New York Attorney General's Office has released its report finding that Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed many women. The report yesterday collaborated allegations from 11. Many are current or former state employees, including a trooper in the Protective Services Unit whose allegation was previously undisclosed. Governor Cuomo denied many of the accusations. He, those he didn't deny, such as kissing women on their cheeks and calling them names like sweetheart, he claimed were innocent or overblown. The report detailed each of the 11 allegations. The Democrat is defying widespread calls for his resignation as the New York State Assembly considers moving ahead with impeachment proceedings. Lawmakers who represent Broome County are unanimous in calling for Governor Cuomo's resignation. U.S. Senators Charles Schumer and Kirsten Gillibrand repeated their earlier calls for the governor to resign. Both Democrats earlier this spring said they believed Cuomo was not going to be effective running the state while being accused of criminal and ethical misconduct. Republican Congresswoman Claudia Tenney is also calling for the governor to step aside. Democrat Assemblywoman Donna Lopardo says it's clear the governor is no longer able to effectively serve and should resign. Assemblyman Joseph Angelino, a Norwich Republican, says now it is the time for the legislature to remove the governor if he doesn't do the right thing by resigning in Immediately, Republican State Senator Fred Akshar released a statement through his office saying, quote, it has become abundantly clear that the governor must resign. Even Broome County Executive Democrat Jason Garner has come forward to say the governor should step down. The nation is closely watching what comes next for the New York governor now that he's been implicated in the state attorney general's independent report. While the Democrats' political future hangs in the balance, the validation of the claims of the 11 women shines a light on sexual abuse and harassment, especially in the workplace. Local help and advice can be found through the Crime Victims Assistance Center in Binghamton at 607-723-3200 and through the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network website or by calling one 800 Six five six four six seven three. WMBF First News Time 634. Shenango County health officials say over the past 7 to 10 days, the office has seen a rise in COVID-19 cases, the majority of which continue to be among the unvaccinated and with a decrease in prevention efforts. Broome County's weekly update posted 70 new cases for the week, while Shenango County reported an increase of 39. The Shenango County Health Department is hosting a Moderna vaccine clinic on Friday. Call 337-1660 for an appointment. The job Johnson & Johnson single dose will be available at the General Clinton Park in Bainbridge next Tuesday, August 10th from 5 to 9 p.m. New York State Troopers Police Benevolent Association says it is outraged. A man indicted on charges he tried to kill Trooper Ryan Thorpe during the investigation of a domestic incident in deposit June 23rd has been set free on bail. 
44-year-old Scott Malwiney was granted bail as his lawyer argued his actions were out of character and he was not a public threat. The deposit man pleaded not guilty to attempted first-degree murder and other charges while Trooper Thorpe continues to recover at home following surgeries after he was shot in the arm. Benevolent Association President Thomas Mungir says the release is, quote, yet another example of the failed social experiment known as bail reform. It's 635, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF. Bob Joseph with you at 635 on this Wednesday morning, August 4th. Kathy White's in the News Center monitoring the developments around the Twin Tiers and around the world. Of course, if there are breaking developments in connection with the investigations into Governor Cuomo's behavior, we'll let you know. We don't think he's preparing to resign, even though a lot of people seem to want him to leave early. Of course, he wouldn't be the first New York governor to leave early. Who could forget Elliot Spitzer leaving early on St. Patrick's Day? And, of course, the uh, New York State Attorney General, Eric Schneiderman, he had to leave office early. So New York State elected officials have a uh, record of sometimes leaving early because of concerns regarding their behavior or misbehavior. Front page of the New York Times this morning, a banner headline. Doesn't get much bigger than this. In most cases, Cuomo urged to quit after damaging report. The sub-headline, Inquiry finds Governor of New York sexually harassed 11 women. Front page of the New York Post. It shows a a picture from a selfie that a woman took uh, herself and Governor Cuomo. The caption says, Governor Cuomo in a selfie revealed yesterday with an aide whom he had allegedly groped just moments before. And the big headline on the front page of the New York Post today, it's official. Cuomo is a dot, dot, dot. And, yes, in a large font, creep. Says New York Attorney General's pro brands Andrew a sexual molester who, quote, violated the law. Biden calls on Gov to resign, but he refuses in cringeworthy video. Front page of the other New York City tabloid this morning. A quote that says, sad day for New York. I believe that's what uh, Attorney General Letitia James said at her news conference. So we'll see what happens today and in the upcoming days. We'll follow all the developments for you right here on News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time 6. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290. WNBF. At 640. Let's take a look at the roads. And based on all accounts at this point, roads are looking fairly good. We have no reports of any serious crashes or delays around the Twin Tiers. Visibility could be affected in some places because of patchy fog over the next three hours or so. Here's the forecast from the National Weather Service. Partly sunny today, high 80. 
mainly clear tonight, low 55, mostly sunny tomorrow, high 81. And the extended forecast as we look toward the end of the week, sunny Friday, high 86, partly sunny on Saturday, high 84, mostly sunny Sunday, with a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, high 85. Right now, 55 in downtown Binghamton. WNBF News Time, 641. Coming up today on WNBF's Binghamton Now program, we'll get more information about the big plans for a church that's been located in downtown Binghamton for a century. The church, now known as City Church, had been known as Assembly of God, City Church now is planning to move from downtown to Binghamton's west side. We told you a bit about the story on WNBF.com and in our reporting on WNBF News on Tuesday. Today, we'll hear from the lead pastor, Joe Green, who will tell us more about the plans for the former giant supermarket on Main Street on the west side, very close to the Johnson City line. Also today, we'll talk with Rob Astorino, a candidate for governor. He has some thoughts about what is going on now with Governor Andrew Cuomo. And we also plan to speak with John Barry, the uh, executive director of the Southern Tier AIDS program. All that and more. We may even have some time for your phone calls, and we might read one or two emails if we have a chance. You can always participate. By the way, if you want to send an email to the program, you can do it right now, even though the program doesn't start till 8.10. Why not send an email? Binghamton now at WNBF.com. And remember, you can follow the Twitter feed at Binghamton now for breaking news and more. Coming up, we'll take a look at sports, and we'll have Wall Street Now from ABC. And then at 6.50, Kim Commando with her Wednesday tech update. It's all for you on First News Bing. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays noon to 3 on News Radio 1290 WNBF. What a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show. I grew up a fan of conservative talk radio, so it's really hard to believe I'm here announcing the launch of my own show. We've done some great work in conjunction with a loyal audience in the digital podcast space with the Dan Bongino Show podcast and on social media and some of my work in the, at being a tech entrepreneur as well. But having my own show on terrestrial radio stations across the country is just an un imaginable honor for me. I grew up on a healthy diet of Rush Limbaugh, God rest his soul, Mark Levin, and Sean Hannity. Combine that with my experiences in the Secret Service as a Secret Service agent and with the NYPD, and I think you're going to have a really incredible show you'll be proud of. Thank you all. It means the world to me. I really appreciate it. And again, this is a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show on stations across the country. Thank you very much for your time. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290. Now, Bob Joseph with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. At 6:45 Wednesday morning sports, first the uh, Rumble Ponies getting off to a wonderful start against the Sea Dogs as they started a seven-game series at home here in downtown Binghamton. Ponies 
Nine, the dogs nothing. The two teams meet again tonight for a doubleheader. First pitch is scheduled for 535. So there'll be a couple of seven inning games. One of the games is to make up a contest that had been scheduled for June. Mets had trouble on the road with the Marlins. They lost 5-4 to four in Miami. Yankees, on the other hand, had uh, a lot of fun. Appears to be a lot of fun in the Bronx, if you uh, think about it. They, uh, well, I'll just say they had a good time playing against the Orioles. There's the 0-1. Swung on, head in the air to right. That ball is high. That is far. It is gone. Judgian Blast. He drives one to right, just like Sandin did for a two-run home run. All right, everyone rise. Here comes the judge. <laughs> Thank you, John Sterling. With the call on 66, the fan, WFAN. A Sterling-esque call as always. Yankees beat Baltimore 13-1. to Gold medals are beginning to trickle in for U.S. track and field athletes at the Tokyo Games. Sydney McLaughlin has broken her own world record to win the women's 400-meter hurdles in 51.46 seconds. She edged out Delilah Muhammad, who won silver, to make it a U.S. 1-2 finish. Brianna Stewart scored 20 of her 23 points in the first half to help the U.S. women's basketball team beat Australia 79-55 in the quarterfinals. The U.S. women's volleyball team has made it to the semifinals for the sixth time in the past eight Olympics by beating the Dominican Republic in straight sets. NBA veteran Paul Gasol has been voted by his fellow Tokyo Games athletes to represent them as a member of the International Olympic Committee. Gasol will be an IOC member for seven years through the 2028 Olympics in Los Angeles, where he won two NBA titles with the Lakers. The results were announced the day after Gasol in Spain lost in the quarterfinals to the United States. That's the latest from the world of sports on News Radio 1290. I'm Bob Joseph. It's the Wednesday edition of Binghamton Now. And it's time for Money News with Jim Ryan. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. The Standard & Poor's 500 was pushed up by Apple and by healthcare stocks yesterday. The index finished the day up 0.82% at a record high, 44.23. The Dow Jones finished back above 35,000. The Nasdaq Composite rose half a percent. Another day of disruptions at major airlines. Spirit canceled nearly 400 flights for a third consecutive day because of bad weather, staffing shortages, and IT problems. American Airlines is dealing with severe storms around its Dallas-Fort Worth hub. Microsoft will now require proof of COVID vaccination for anyone entering its U.S. buildings. Tyson Foods is mandating shots for its workers. Detroit's big three automakers have reimposed mask requirements at their plants and their offices. Today is National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, and Famous Amos is celebrating with some worldwide recipes. They include chocolate from Belgium, coconut from the Philippines, and hazelnuts from the Mediterranean. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Mmm, hazelnuts. Give me the 55-gallon drum of Nutella, Jim. (laughs) Yeah, Nutella 
it tastes good, and I know the company, Ferraro, has tried to position Nutella as some sort of ingredient in a healthy breakfast, but for some reason, I just, well, you know, it's hard, hard to really envision Nutella being that healthy. I mean, it probably is. It certainly tastes good. And, uh, by the way, a pro tip, you get a better deal when you buy your Nutella in a 55-gallon drum instead of the 14-ounce jar. I don't know why there's such a big price difference, but for, I think, just a little bit more, you can get a 55-gallon drum of Nutella, if that's something you like. As always, though, if you use these hazelnut spreads, use them responsibly. 6.50, good morning. This is First News Binghamton. Let's get a tech update from the person who really knows tech. They've been in the tech rumor mill for years. Tiny flying spying devices called microdrones. You'll mistake it for an insect. And that's the problem. I'm Kim Commando with The Scoop, brought to you by ExpressVPN. Keep your online data private. Get three extra months free at expressvpn.com slash Kim. Microdrones are being tested and built by the Air Force Research Lab. They're intended only for United States military use, and so small that four could sit on the end of your index finger. Packed with cutting-edge electronics for live video and audio, they fly by flapping transparent wings as fast as a bee. They have only one purpose, getting within feet of an enemy or even inside a building undetected. Right now, the government owns the patent. But that won't stop China from copying microdrones and making them available for anyone with the cash. So if you think that your privacy is compromised right now, just wait until microdrones become available to the general public and anyone can get one. Get your tech news 24-7 at commando.com. A few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that, private. What's changed? The Internet. Now everything you've browsed, searched for, watched, or tweeted can be crawled through, collected, and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record, your record. That's why I turn to ExpressVPN to keep my data private every time I go online. There are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business is to buy and sell your data. The worst part is they don't have to tell you who they're selling it to or get your consent. But ExpressVPN reroutes your connection through an encrypted server and masks your IP address, making it more difficult for third parties to identify you and harvest your data. So do what I did and secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com slash Kim and get three extra months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Kim. expressvpn.com slash Kim. Tech news with Kim Commando weekday mornings right here on First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290 at 653 ABC News covers the nation and the world at 7 o'clock. Right after that, a live update from the WNBF News Center with more on the stunning report from New York's Attorney General concluding that Governor Cuomo violated state and federal law. All that, all your news right here on WNBF. The story that Kim was talking about with the development of micro-drones reminded me of a story that I did nearly a decade ago with a Binghamton University researcher. His name is Ron Miles, and this goes back to 2012. It's hard to believe that nine years ago, he was working on 
very, very, very small microphones. Very small. I'm looking at a story that was posted on the Binghamton University website. Ron Miles was using this technology, a tiny structure found in the ear of a fly, as a model to develop the world's smallest directional microphone. His research received several million dollars in funding from the National Institutes of Health nearly a decade ago, so that would have been around 2000. That money, though, was focused on scientific discovery and not the development of a commercial project. Then he received more funding from the SUNY Technology Accelerator Fund, and then he also received um, even more funding from other sources. And to me, I went to his lab and checked out the work he was doing on coming up with the world's tiniest microphone. What fascinated me at the Binghamton University campus in Vestal, and I believe very few people know about this, they have the quietest room in Broome County. It might be the quietest room in New York State. You can't hear anything in this room. It's hard to describe. It's almost scary. If you stayed in this room for any length of time, people have tried to stay in the room for a long time, it it could almost, I don't want to say drive you crazy, but you want to get out because you can't hear anything. They say silence is golden, but when something is that quiet, it can be disconcerting. The world's quietest room. I don't know that it's the world's quietest room. I can't imagine that they have a room that could be quieter anywhere on the planet, but um, just remarkable. And as they say, if you want to be alone in your thoughts, you just go to that quiet room. Oh, you start thinking about a lot of things because you can hear your heartbeat and I don't know. After I think I was in there just for not even a minute. And I thought, well, Professor, this is too too quiet. <laughs> it's too quiet. Let me out. Let me out. I need to talk on WNBF. WNBF News Time 656. Let's take a quick look. Traffic and weather together. Here on News Radio 1290. The traffic and weather together singers. Oh, the jingle people. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And we can tell you there are no serious incidents on area roadways at this time. One thing that might slow you down is patchy, dense fog over the next three hours. The forecast from the National Weather Service, partly sunny today, high 80. Mainly clear tonight, low 55. Mostly sunny tomorrow, high 81. Sunny on Friday, high 86. Right now it's 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290, where news breaks first. WNBF News Time, 650. The Don Giovanni Show. Hello, friends. I'm back. Back where it all started over 30 years ago. That's right. We're right here at News Radio 1290 WNBF. Tell your friends about it every Saturday night from 6 to 9 with Frank Sinatra. Old Blue Eyes is back. 
with me, Old Brown Eyes, and Sundays from noon to 3. That's right, an Italian house party get-together right here where it all started. Don Giovanni Show on WNBF. And of course, along with Don Giovanni on weekends, you can enjoy Bill Flynn with the classic hits on Saturdays and the classic polkas on Sundays. Bill Flynn, Don Giovanni, every weekend right here on News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 6.50. Coming up. In just over an hour, it'll be the Wednesday edition of Binghamton Now here on News Radio 1290. We'll talk with a Republican candidate for governor, Rob Astorino, with his reaction to the report about Governor Andrew Cuomo. All that, plus your phone calls coming up. Binghamton Now from 8 to 10. I'm Bob Joseph on WNBF Binghamton, WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 53 degrees at 704. Some very dense fog in the river valleys. Otherwise, partly sunny today, a high near 80. Just over a year ago, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo was widely praised, even revered, for his telegenetic response to the coronavirus pandemic. But the allegations of sexual assault and harassment have sent the governor tumbling into a months-long fall from grace, reaching the bottom yesterday with the release of that report substantiating allegations from 11 women. The probe overseen by the state attorney general found Cuomo sexually harassed the women, many of whom formerly or currently work for him. Cuomo still denies the allegations in spite of calls from his own party as well as Republicans to step down. The Democrat maintains he's not going anywhere, but his political future might not be in his hands. The Assembly is expected to take up the issue of impeachment in the next several days. Unlike federal impeachment proceedings where last year then-President Donald Trump continued to hold power in the White House during his impeachments, New York law requires the governor's power to be transferred to the lieutenant governor. Kathy Hochul has said she believes the women who accused the governor and awaits the Assembly's next move. Some of Governor Andrew Cuomo's biggest allies, even outside of New York State, are joining the almost universal call for the Democrat to step down. A joint statement from Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont, and Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, all fellow Democrats who all worked with Cuomo in a Northeast coalition aimed at stopping the spread of the coronavirus last year, applauded the findings of the independent investigation into allegations of sexual harassment and misconduct by the New York Attorney General's office and says that, quote, the Governor Cuomo should resign from office. Cuomo, in the early days of the pandemic, called for a coalition of the states surrounding New York to adopt similar protocols and restrictions to avoid people crossing into neighboring states spreading COVID-19 while trying to avoid stricter rules at home. WMBF News Time 706. 
438 performance organizations across New York State are getting 773 grants through the Restart NY Rapid Live Performance Grants Program. While a huge majority of the projects in the 11 or 31 page list are downstate, a few Southern Tier organizations are getting state money, including Tri Cities Opera, the Goodwill Theater, and the Shenango River Theater. Other recipients in the Southern Tier are a couple programs at the Cayuga Chamber Orchestra and the Centers for the Arts in Ithaca, two performances at the Earlville Opera House in Shenango County, two projects of the Foundation for the Open Eye in Delaware County, and the summer season of the Franklin Stock Company at Chapel Hall, productions at the Kitchen Theater Company, concerts at the New York Theater Workshop, and Opera Ithaca, all in Tompkins County. The grants were for either $5,000 or $10,000 each. The program has been developed by the New York State Council on the Arts and supports the return of live performances following the total shutdown of programs during the start of the COVID-19 pandemic last year. State officials say at least 60% of each grant award will provide compensation for artistic and or creative professionals. There could be another dog park in the area. The new off-leash facility could come to Otsenango Park in Binghamton. And Broome County officials are asking for the canine-loving community to step forward to help make it a reality through a nationwide contest. Otsenango North Dog Park is one of 30 community proposals nationwide in the running for the 2021 Pet Safe Bark for Your Park grant. Ten of the 30 communities with the most votes will receive a share of a $150,000 grant from the Pet Safe Bark for Your Park Park. A Pet Safe news release says five communities with the highest votes will receive $25,000 for the construction of a new park, and five will be awarded $5,000 to enhance their local dog parks. The Atenango North Dog Park is listed in the new park category. County Executive Jason Garner says he has long envisioned a place for dogs to socialize off-leash at the popular Broome County Park. You can see artist renderings of the proposed park at the Atsenango Park Facebook page. Residents can help with the funding for the Atsenango North Dog Park by voting once a day now through August 31st through the Bark for Your Park website. And we have a link for that at our website, WMBF.com. It's 7.09 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF.com. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And there are no big traffic problems to report on area roadways. Watch out for work zones. Broome County will have its highway department crews all around the region for uh, various projects, including cleanup after the storms from last week. DOT says the left lane of Interstate 81 going south in Kirkwood will be closed over the Gorman Road Bridge as an ongoing project wraps up this week. The forecast from the National Weather Service, partly sunny. Today, there is some patchy fog around the region. It'll linger for another two or three hours. Should be a decent day, though. High 80, mainly clear tonight. Low 55, mostly sunny tomorrow. High 81, Friday, sunny. High 86, right now, 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290, WNBF News Time, 711. Good morning, I'm Bob Joseph. You're listening to First News Binghamton. Kathy White is in the WNBF News Center this morning. 
following all the latest developments. Of course, WNBF is where news breaks first, on air at AM 1290, online at WNBF.com. And now you can stay connected with WNBF virtually anywhere. As long as there's Internet access, WNBF is with you if you have the WNBF app. So make sure the WNBF app is installed on your phone and the phones of everyone in your family. And even on your iPad, any device, any device that connects to the Internet, you can get the WNBF app on there and you're always in touch. Coming up, we'll take a look at sports. 718, we'll have some money news. And after that, we'll talk with Karen Sweet O'Neill with some important information so you can plan for your financial future. It's the Wednesday edition of First News Binghamton, WNBF News Times 7. Now. Bob Joseph with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. At 7.15, speaking of sports, Rumble Ponies started their seven-game series against the Sea Dogs here in downtown Binghamton. On the right note, can't get much better than this, Rumble Ponies keeping uh, Portland scoreless last night. Final was 9 to nothing. That's right, 9-4 Binghamton and 0 for Portland. Uh, Binghamton scored uh, a run in the bottom of the second, three runs in the bottom of the sixth, and then they had a big eighth inning, scoring five runs. So the, uh, the final box score, nine runs, 11 hits, no errors for Binghamton. Zero runs, five hits, and one error for Portland. The teams will face each other in a scheduled doubleheader tonight. First pitch at 535 on News Radio 1290. WNBF, WNBF.com. Yankees had a big win at the stadium. Easily handling Baltimore 13 to 1. Mats had trouble in Miami. They were defeated by the Marlins 5 to 1. And don't like to focus on negativity too much, but uh, unfortunately, things didn't go well for the Giants at their practice yesterday. all the big news in New York City. A back page of the Daily News. Ready for some foot brawl. They had uh, trouble at the uh, the practice. Joe Judge. That might be him now sending me a note saying don't talk about this. Anyway, um, the coach unleashed torrents of F-bombs as he blasted his players for a tussle that broke out as the Giants practiced for the first time in pads Tuesday. Basically called off the practice and told them, you guys had better start doing laps and doing push-ups. So there was a lot of running, a lot of push-ups, and um, a very short practice because there was a brawl that broke out as the Giants were getting their uh, training underway. Oh, well. Such is life, right? If you can't have a fight with your teammates, why bother? 718 at News Radio 1290, WNBF, com. Let's take a look at money news. Asian stocks are rising. 
as uh, traders apparently were encouraged by the gains on Wall Street during another busy earnings week. Both the index in South Korea as well as Hong Kong added 1.3% in afternoon trading. Dow futures are down 50 points. NASDAQ futures are up 8 points. Trading in the U.S. and Wall Street will start in just over two hours. New York City has announced it will require proof of COVID vaccination for indoor diners and gym goers. State and local governments, as well as large employers, aim to fight vaccine hesitancy by clamping down amid a surge of the Delta variant. Meat processor Tyson Foods will require all of its employees in the U.S. to get vaccinated. Tyson, one of the first major employers of frontline workers to uh, impose the requirement, unionized auto workers will have to go back to wearing masks in factories, offices, and warehouses beginning today because of the Delta variant. The decision was made by a task force representing General Motors, Ford, Stellantis, and the United Auto Workers. Another difficult travel day for passengers booked on Spirit Airlines. The budget airline canceled more than half its schedule for Tuesday. It's the third straight day of extremely high cancellation numbers at Spirit. A spokesman said the company has been dealing with problems created by bad weather, system outages, and staffing shortages. That's the latest in money news from News Radio 1290, WNBF News Time. Coming up next hour, it's Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290. We'll be talking about the stunning developments regarding Governor Andrew Cuomo and the Attorney General's report. We'll also speak with Rob Astorino, one of the Republican candidates for governor, former Westchester County executive. He'll join us to give us his perspective on the report and also his uh, past dealings with Governor Cuomo. We'll also be speaking with Joe Green from City Church. He's the lead pastor. He'll talk about the big project that's planned for the former giant supermarket site on Binghamton's west side. All that and your phone calls coming up. Binghamton Now on News Radio 12. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And we have no traffic trouble to report at the moment. If you see something, you can always let us know on our traffic tip line, 772 1290. Forecast from the National Weather Service some patchy fog. Could be dense in a few places, and that could actually slow you down a bit because of reduced visibility. Otherwise, once the fog is gone, it'll be partly sunny today. Fairly nice afternoon, high 80, mainly clear tonight, low 55, mostly sunny tomorrow, high 81, and sunny on Friday, high 86. Right now, it's 55, a bit warmer than yesterday morning. You're listening to News Radio 1290. This is First News Binghamton. I'm Bob Joseph with Kathy White in the WNBF News. WNBF 
727. It's First News Binghamton. What's going on in the world of politics? Now your political insights from ABC News. The new CDC eviction moratorium designed to give renters more time to apply for and receive more than $40 billion in federal rent assistance that's already been given to the states. The CDC director saying it would become a bigger health crisis if thousands of Americans lose their homes and spread the virus further in large groups or homeless shelters. The president admits this will likely face another court challenge. In Florida, Governor DeSantis has restricted local governments from requiring mask or other COVID restrictions. Texas Governor Abbott doing the same. President Biden's reaction? I believe the results of their decisions are not good for their constituents. The president joining a chorus of Democrats saying New York Governor Cuomo should step aside. I am sure there are some embraces that were totally innocent. But apparently the Attorney General decided there were things that weren't. Governor Cuomo saying he did nothing wrong. Those are your political insights. I'm Andy Field, ABC News. And, of course, we'll continue to follow all the latest developments regarding Governor Andrew Cuomo, the uh, fallout from that big report that was released by the Attorney General, Tish James, yesterday. We'll be taking some of your calls as well. What's your reaction? We can discuss it coming up next hour on WNBF's Binghamton Now Pro. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 53 degrees at 730. Some dense valley fog, especially around the rivers. Today, it's going to be partly sunny, though, and a high near 80. The British Navy says hijackers who boarded a vessel off the coast of the United Arab Emirates in the Gulf of Oman have kept left the ship Without elaborating, the notice on today came from the British military's United Kingdom Maritime Trade Operations, warning of a potential hijack under unclear circumstances the night before. The group reported the vessel was safe. It did not provide further details about the event, which unfolded amid heightened tensions between Iran and the West over Tehran's tattered 2015 nuclear deal with world powers. Turkey's foreign minister is calling the United States irresponsible after the Biden administration announced it would expand efforts to assist at-risk Afghan citizens with major caveat and the education process to make months in a third party. The ministry spokesman said the U.S. statement had pointed to Turkey without consultation as one of the third countries where applications could be processed. He says Turkey does not have the capacity to shoulder another migration crisis. The State Department Monday said it's widening the scope of Afghans eligible for refugee status in the United States to include current and former employees of U.S.-based news organizations, U.S.-based aid and development agencies, and other relief groups that receive U.S. funding. The New York State Attorney General's office has released its report finding that Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women. The report yesterday corroborated the allegations from 11 women. Many are current or former state employees, including a trooper in the Protective Services Unit whose allegation was previously undisclosed. Cuomo denied many of the allegations. Those he didn't deny, such as kissing women on their cheeks and calling them names like sweetheart, he claimed 
claimed were innocent or overblown. The report detailed each of the 11 women's allegations. The Democrat is defying widespread calls for his resignation as the New York State Assembly considers moving ahead with impeachment proceedings. In announcing the findings of the report and investigation conducted by private attorneys under contract with the Attorney General's office, Letitia James said the AG's work had concluded and the information gathered was being turned over to the Assembly Judiciary Committee. One complaint against the governor had been filed with law enforcement officials in Albany by a woman who claimed Cuomo had groped her at the governor's mansion. The Albany County District Attorney's Office has indicated it may also request information from the state attorney general's report in any possible pursuit of a criminal case against the governor. Lawmakers who represent Broome County are unanimous in calling for Governor Cuomo's resignation following the investigation into the sexual harassment allegations. U.S. Senators Charles Schumer and Kirsten Gillibrand repeated earlier calls for the governor to resign. Both Democrats earlier this spring said they believed Cuomo was not going to be effective running the state while being accused of criminal and ethical misconduct. The Republican Congresswoman Claudia Tenney is also calling for the governor to step aside. Democrat Assemblywoman Donna Lopardo says it's clear the governor, quote, is no longer able to effectively serve and should resign. Assemblyman Joseph Angelino, a Norwich Republican, says, quote, now it is time for the legislature to remove the governor if he does not do the right thing by resigning immediately. Republican State Senator Fred Akshar released a statement through his office saying it has become abundantly clear that the governor must resign. Even Broome County Executive Democrat Jason Garner has come forward to saying the governor should step down. Shenango County health officials say over the past 7 to 10 days, that office has seen a rise in the COVID-19 cases, the majority of which continue to be among the unvaccinated. Broome County's weekly update posted 70 new cases for the week, while Shenango County reported an increase of 39 cases over the past week. Shenango is one of a few counties outside of New York City showing substantial increases in infections. While the county has not issued official new mandates, the health department says, quote, we strongly recommend those with increased risk factors, vaccinated or not, to protect themselves. This may include masks in public, limited group sizes and other disease prevention best practices. The Nanticoke Valley Historical Society is inviting people to take a stroll through the cemetery to discover the history of the people who are buried there. The NVHS of Maine is presenting history of the headstones that will be performed throughout the town of Maine on Route 26, Sunday, August 15th, starting at 3 p.m. The presentation will include a walking tour of the Maine Cemetery and will feature local actors who will portray several citizens ranging from Dr. Dwight Dudley, who lived October 1841 to May 1921, right straight through Marion Warner, who lived from July 1926 to May of 2008. A free will offering will be taken to benefit the Nanticoke Valley Historical Society. You can contact the curator at 607-862-9705 for information. It's 735, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF.com. Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And we are joined by Karen Sweet O'Neill. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Good. How Good. are things? 
Good. I'm a little tardy this morning. Well, that gave you a chance to grab a second cup of coffee, which is a good thing. <laughs> well, in my case, the first cup. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm on 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 my. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I've lost track. It could be the 18th or 19th cup, but you know, oh. everything in moderation. <laughs> it's a good rule to follow, Bob. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you always have good advice for us on Wednesday mornings. Tell us a, a little bit about uh, a few things people should keep in mind, especially as they uh, start planning, whether we look forward to the end of the year or even the next few years. Many people are trying to uh, evaluate where they stand in life and in terms sure. of where they're going to be going in the uh, the coming months in terms of their finances. That's very true. You know, one of the biggest questions for people is when should I take my Social Security? Should I take it now or should I take it later? And, you know, it can be a tough decision because people should run their own family life expectancy numbers. And some doing that want to collect as soon as they can, Bob, in the event that they don't live very long. So what are the key points? you know, on taking some, you know, Social Security early. <clears throat> Number one, your Social Security benefits, as most people know, are based on your lifetime earnings. <clears throat> so if you file at 62, which is one of the youngest times that you can do that, of course, unless you're on disability Social Security, if you're filing at 62, it's going to leave you with a lower monthly benefit. But it could pay to sign up for benefits early like 62, despite that financial hit that ensues. So your, mon- your monthly Social Security benefit, Bob, is calculated using your wages from your 35 highest-paying years in the workforce. So from there, the age you file at will determine how much money you get. So you're eligible for your full monthly benefit based on your earnings history once you reach what they call FRA, which is full retirement age, and that's 66 to 67 or somewhere in between, depending on the year of your birth. But as we said just a minute ago, you don't have to wait that long to claim benefits. You can sign up as early as 62. So for each month you file for Social Security ahead of FRA, that full retirement age, your monthly benefit shrinks. So filing at 62 is going to cause about a 30% reduction depending on your FRA. Now, but in spite of that, Bob, it could still pay to claim benefits at the earliest age possible. And here's a couple of reasons why. Number one, your job isn't good for you anymore. You know, if the pandemic taught us anything, it's to treasure our good health, right? <clears throat> but if your job is stressful or your career to the point where it's negatively impacting your health, then claiming Social Security health benefits at 62 could be your ticket to leaving and then maybe pursuing a part-time position or even starting up your own business. And one of the number one reasons is you're not a risk taker. So delaying Social Security, that does mean taking the risk that you won't live very long and Therefore, you're going to end up with less money from the program in your lifetime. So let's just say you're entitled to $1,500 a month as a benefit for your full retirement age at age 67. You file at 62, Bob. That's going to leave you with a reduction of about $1,050 a month instead. And that sounds like a financial hit, a pretty big one. 
But if you only end up living until age 73, you're going to wind up with more than $30,000 extra in lifetime benefits by virtue of having filed early. Do you know any good fortune tellers? Yeah, right. I want one for <laughs> Halloween one time. <laughs> yeah, just for one night. Let me tell you, was that fun? But you know, claiming Social Security is sixty-two. It's not. It's not right for everybody. If you haven't saved much for retirement, Bob, you need your benefits to cover the bulk of your senior living expenses. You may want to sit tight and file at a later age. But it is. It is an option for people, and it's a very good one for some. But what would people do without me on the radio? <clears throat> I don't know. See, that's... I don't like to even ponder those things. <laughs> that's the other factor. You know, I, I don't want to just think about myself. I want to think about the people of America and the 8 billion people around the world who might be listening hmm. online at WNBF.com. Oh, gosh, let's hope, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you, you bring up some very interesting issues, and although you gave us a lot of insights into some of the factors, people would like to get, I'm sure, some personal guidance. How can they contact you if they'd like more information? They can contact us several ways. They can give us a call at 772-4898. They can Google us at KSO Insurance. All our contact information comes up. Or simply go to a phone book, and we have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. Karen Sweet O'Neill, Insurance Solutions, great advice every Wednesday morning right here on News Radio 1290. Always a pleasure. Glad you were able to grab a second cup of coffee. I would advise you, again, hmm. this is not medical advice. Hmm. I'm not a physician, but I would advise you to have another half cup just to enjoy this Wednesday. Again, moderation. I will definitely take up that <laughs> Karen Sweet O'Neill, <clears throat> thank you so much. Hope you enjoy the rest of the week and have a, a fun August weekend. All right, Bob. Thanks. And you too. Thank you. 742 at News Radio 1290, WNBF. We're live and local, serving you for nearly a century. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And there are no big problems to report on roadways around the Twin Tiers, all of my favorite highways, and you know most of them 17, 26, 38B, 363, 434, oh, 81, 86, 88, and the always impressive 962J. They're all in good shape. We'll let you know if any problems develop throughout the day here on WNBF. Forecast from the National Weather Service, some patchy, dense fog for another hour or so. Otherwise, today will be partly sunny, high 80, mainly clear tonight, low 55, mostly sunny tomorrow, high 81. Right now in downtown Binghamton, a very pleasant 55 at News Radio 1290. Coming up, we'll check sports on this Wednesday morning. I'll tell you how the Rumble Ponies did as they started their seven-game series against the Sea Dogs at the stadium in downtown Binghamton. And we'll also get an update. Your money news, Wall Street Now with Jim Ryan. That's all ahead on the Wednesday edition of First News Binghamton, WNBF News Time, 740. 
Bob Joseph with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Speaking of sports, Rumble Ponies got a big win last night as they started their seven-game series against the Portland Sea Dogs here in downtown Binghamton. They kept the Sea Dogs scoreless for all nine innings. Rumble Ponies using strong pitching from starter Jose Budo and a late offensive outburst on their way to that big nine to nothing victory. So the Rumble Ponies now improved to thirty-two and forty-four. They'll continue their season-long thirteen-game homestand as they face Portland tonight. It's a doubleheader scheduled to start at five thirty-five. So a couple of seven-inning games on tap for Binghamton baseball fans tonight. Should be a lot of fun. I don't know that I'll make it to the stadium tonight, but I intend to at least get to uh, one, if not more than one, of the uh, Sea Dog games over the next few days. Also, uh, for your planning purposes, of course, Binghamton will be off on Monday, but then on Tuesday, they'll start another series at home against the Hartford Yard Goats. So if you've never seen the ponies play the goats, you'll have that opportunity starting next Tuesday for a six-game series. Elsewhere in sports, Yankees had a big win last night in the Bronx. They defeated Baltimore 13-1. Mets had trouble in Miami. They lost to the Marlins 5-4. Gold medals are beginning to trickle in for U.S. track and field athletes at the Tokyo Games. Sydney McLaughlin has broken her own world record to win the women's 400-meter hurdles in 51.46 seconds. She edged out Delilah Muhammad, who won silver, to make it a U.S. 1-2 finish. Madeline Sagstrom of Sweden got off to a hot start in women's golf at the Olympics. She played a bogey-free round for a 66. That gives her a one-shot lead over top-ranked Nelly Korda of the United States and Aditi Ashok of India. And that is some of what's going on in the world of sports on this Wednesday. From News Radio 1290, I'm Bob Joseph. Kathy White is in the WNBF News Center. We're covering the Twin Tiers and the world for you on First News Binghamton. And we really hope you'll make it a daily habit. We start your day every day with the latest news and information from 6 to 8. And it's always followed by Binghamton Now from 8 to 10. WNBF News Time 748. Let's get a check on money news from Jim Ryan. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. The Standard & Poor's 500 was pushed up by Apple and by healthcare stocks yesterday. The index finished the day up 0.82% at a record high, 44.23. The Dow Jones finished back above 35,000. The Nasdaq Composite rose half a percent. Another day of disruptions at major airlines. Spirit canceled nearly 400 flights for a third consecutive day because of bad weather, staffing shortages, and IT problems. American Airlines is dealing with severe storms around its Dallas-Fort Worth hub. Microsoft will now require proof of COVID vaccination for anyone entering its U.S. buildings. Tyson Foods is mandating shots for its workers. Detroit's big three automakers have reimposed mask requirements at their plants and their offices. Today is National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, and Famous Amos is celebrating with some worldwide recipes. They include chocolate from Belgium, coconut from the Philippines, and hazelnuts from the Mediterranean.
Jim Ryan, ABC News. Well, chocolate chip cookies are nice. I'm waiting for Malomar Day. And they have a day that celebrates Malomars. You'll see a radio host with a very, very wide smile and probably uh, one or two boxes. Those bright yellow-colored boxes from Mondelez. Mmm, Malomars. <laughs> but, of course, Malomars aren't available in summer. So if they have Malomars Day, my guess is it would be mm, maybe late September, early October. The other thing about Malomars that you probably didn't know, even though they're made in Canada, people in Canada can't buy them. So they make the Malamar cookies for Nabisco, part of uh, Mondelez. They make them outside Toronto in the Malamar's factory, and then they ship them across the border to the United States. The people even across the street from the Malamar's plant, last I knew, couldn't buy them. If they wanted them, they'd have to go to the United States. They'd have to, oh, visit, we'll just say, a big store in Johnson City to get their Malamar's fix. 751, this is News Radio 1290, WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph. Just a font of information that could prove useful throughout your day. And we'll have more information for you today coming up on Binghamton Now from 8 to 10 this morning. In fact, we'll have a preview of today's Binghamton Now coming up in just a few minutes. And, uh, of course, the latest news. ABC will cover the nation and the world at 8 o'clock. And Kathy White's local and regional update live from the WNBF News Center right after that. 7.52 on your Wednesday. Seven fifty three at WNBF, WNBF.com. Looks like uh, it's going to be another nice day. The weather has actually been pretty good. We'll just say it's been really good compared to what we were dealing with in July. And I'm cautiously optimistic that we're going to have a lot of good weather all during the month of August. We'll have traffic and weather together coming Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. We have no crashes or delays to report. Watch out for the closure of a left lane on Interstate 81 South in Kirkwood on the Gorman Road Bridge as DOT crews continue work this week. Forecast from the National Weather Service. Some patchy fog for another hour or so around the Twin Tiers. Otherwise, partly sunny today. High 80, mainly clear tonight. Low 55. Mostly sunny tomorrow. High 81. Sunny on Friday. High 80. And for the weekend, partly sunny Saturday with a chance of showers and thunderstorms, high 84. Mostly sunny Sunday with a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, high 85. Right now, it's 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF, WNBF.com. Please take the time to read the facts and decide for yourself. That is the plea, part of a 14-minute pre-recorded video 
that Governor Cuomo released shortly after the Attorney General talked about the findings of her office's investigation. So despite the 11 women who made allegations, despite the 179 witnesses who were interviewed and more than 74,000 pieces of evidence that were reviewed by the investigators, Governor Cuomo maintains he did nothing inappropriate with anybody. Again, the governor chose to respond using a recorded message. A recorded message. And he insists, whatever people are saying, it is not who he really is. I am 63 years old. I've lived my entire adult life in public view. That is just not who I am. And the governor, without actually providing additional facts to refute what Tis James talked about in her news conference, the governor says that the facts are way different than what she and everyone else have been talking about over the last several months. My attorney, who is a non-political former federal prosecutor, has done a response to each allegation. And the facts are much different than what has been portrayed. So who's telling the truth? Who knows? In the end, who knows for sure? The bottom line is, at this point, it would be very, very difficult to find any elected official, Democrat or Republican, or for that matter, independent, who will come out and publicly say they support Governor Cuomo and say that they publicly, or in public, that they want him to stay in office. You know, it's been 4,888 days since Governor Elliot Spitzer resigned. Remember that? St. Patrick's Day, 2008. 4,888 days since a New York governor had to leave early because of very serious allegations. WNBF News Time, 7.50. Coming up, ABC News at the top of the hour. Then the local report with Kathy White in the WNBF News Center. And that's all followed by the Wednesday edition of Binghamton Now. We have so much to talk about. We want to hear from you as well. It's coming up. On News Radio 1290, I'm Bob Joseph. You're listening to WNBF Binghamton, WNBF.com.